Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 73 of Secrets of Shadowloo. The adventure entitled Tourist Trap continues today, and we join our heroes tied up on the floor of a barn. How did they get here? Well, it's complicated. Uh, They definitely came to Barcelona for a street fighting tournament, which definitely didn't end up happening. And they definitely saw an important diplomat named Antonio Baracci getting kidnapped. But from there, it's all real hazy. There are a number of different ways through this adventure. For the purposes of our discussion today... And the big secret that I'm about to crack here, I want you to consider one viable path through this adventure. This is the path where the player characters sincerely just came here to street fight, and they're just trying to keep their heads down and have a street fight already. Like, they think they're in a sports anime, and uh, they resent getting constantly distracted from tournament fighting action. They care about W's and L's and nothing else. In this version of the adventure, this band of career-minded street fighters Flies to Barcelona for a tournament. Tournament's canceled. Apparently, some guy got kidnapped out in the bleachers. They saw a scuffle. They didn't get involved. Why would they? They don't care. Anyway, apparently somebody cares because the tournament's canceled. So they go back to their hotel, and they're invited to go to a restaurant in the bad part of town for a different street fight. So they do it. They want to get paid. They don't want to waste their trip. Oh, shit. This street fight's a scam. They get jumped by ninjas. They get knocked unconscious, tied up, thrown in a van, driven 45 minutes into the countryside, and thrown into a barn. And that's where we pick up. That's a totally viable way to get to this point. No investigation of Santa Toro, no interrogation of Miguel, no fight at the Bull Shrine. None of that has to happen. If all the player characters want to do is street fight, this is the path they'll follow. So they're in the barn. Quote, the team is led into the small one-story cottage. However, the furniture inside is quite modern and expensive, with designer chairs and tables carefully placed about the living room. Tied to a chair in the corner is Antonio Baracci. Vega watches both Baracci and the characters expectantly. But when he sees no sign of recognition on Baracci's face, he will be confused. He'll ask Baracci, do you know these fighters? Baracci shakes his head. Vega will look angry and turn to the characters. Who are you? Why did you try to save Baracci? Who do you work for? And at this point, the player characters are going to be like, please don't claw me to death, but what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Like, I have no idea who this person is. I have no idea why I'm here. We didn't bother you. Like, you tell me why I'm here. You drove me here in a van, tied up in ropes. You threw me in a barn. Now you're asking me who I work for? You, I guess. I mean, I'm the one in ropes and you're the one with claws. I'm sorry I don't know this portly man tied up in a chair. What do you want from me? But Vega's not buying it. Quote, he believes they are members of some police or espionage force. Maybe they are. And he will grill them to get any information proving so. He will slowly rake his sharp claw across their chests, trying to scare them into spilling their guts. It goes on to say, quote, even if he doesn't get the answer he wants, he will believe them to be spies. Also, by the way, a man named Felipe D'Aragon is here in a wheelchair. Uh, he was once hit by Dim Mok by some kung fu guy. He secretly hates Vega. He also hates the characters, but he doesn't say or do anything for pretty much the whole adventure, so who gives a fuck? Felipe D'Aragon, everybody. Anyway, while Vega is refusing to take yes for an answer from these street fighters who just want to go home and street fight somebody, one of the fake villagers comes in and says, quote, Beautiful Vega, we just received the call. The plane from Rigonka will be here in half an hour. Quote, Vega will reach out for the man and toss him out of the room. Fool, how dare you reveal such information before these spies? He then laughs and grins evilly at the characters. Well, well, something must be done with you, and I have a perfect idea. You are fighters, yes? Well, then you can fight my men. They need practice. 
So now you're fighting more ninjas. It's hard to explain at a first reading what exactly Vega has stuck in his craw here and like particularly why he picked these street fighters. In the eventuality that they didn't interfere with the kidnapping, which is totally possible, he's basically picked four or five random street fighters from an arena full of them and just tormented them all night long and finally dragged them to this barn, then from the barn to the cottage, interrogates them to find out if they're spies. For some reason, they say they're not spies and he's like, oh, yes, you are. Anyway, go fight my ninjas in the pasture. Why is why is Vega picking on these people? And why did he put his goons on such a strict timeline? I mean, he has filled every moment of these characters' lives from the time they left the arena with ninjas and evil schemes to keep an extremely tight schedule only to get them here in time to save Barachi, which they didn't even intend to do. Like maybe they might as well save him while they're here, but they had no intention of involving themselves in the situation at all. And in fact, probably would have had no ability to get here if Vega had just left them alone at any point in this process. So why did he pick them and why does he continue to drag them into his business while screaming, how dare you use spies? Well, you could say this is sloppy adventure writing, but I think this goes back to the ongoing rib campaign against Vega. Vega and Imbison are rivals. They're continually giving each other grief. They do not like each other, but they work together. In this adventure, it's Imbison who wants Barachi. The plan is to send him to Mriganka. Vega is only involved because Barachi was in Spain. So Vega is the middleman here. He's been assigned the job of getting Barachi to Mriganka. Vega doesn't care about this. In fact, I think he'd prefer if Bison didn't get his hands on this diplomat, just out of pure spite. Vega wants to lose Barachi, but he needs it to be deniable. He can't just untie him. That makes Vega look incompetent. He needs a patsy. He needs to arrange for someone else to rescue Barachi. But why street fighters and why here? The answer comes in the next section on this page, the bullfight. Vega takes the characters out to the pasture. He puts them in this uh, fenced-in area and says, I'll give you a 10-minute head start, then my ninjas are going to come after you and kill you for practice. Oh, but first, did I forget to mention, you must defeat my bull, Diablo. And this is when the player characters must face Diablo, the mutant bull of Mriganka. Diablo is a big fuck-off mutant bull. He charges at the characters. Quote, at the beginning of the bull's charge, Vega will say, here, perhaps this will help. Then he will throw a red cape over one of the characters, blinding them for the first turn of combat. The ninja will laugh, because Diablo is trained to run at the cape. This cape is not some kind of insult to the player characters. It's clearly a help. You use a cape to help you fight a bull. He's helping them fight this bull. Why? Well, for the answer to that question, we have to turn to next page, where we naturally get a biography and character sheet of Diablo the Mutant Bull of Mriganka. Quote, this monster of genetic engineering was developed by Bison's mad scientists on Riganka at the request of Vega, who wanted a strain of prize bulls for training. Well, the scientist went overboard and created something that can hardly be called a bull anymore. The beast is more intelligent than most animals. Although it doesn't approach human intelligence, Diablo is cruelly cunning. Vega hates the thing. Diablo is ugly and brutish. Vega would have sent the beast back to Mriganka, except that it provided a perfect tool for him to get rid of any students he didn't like. He just sent them to train against Diablo. So, okay, this is a mutant bull, but it's not just a mutant bull. It's also a white elephant. Vega's got this pasture. He's training ninjas there. He goes to Chateloup and he's like, hey, since my rose garden didn't work out, thanks, Bison. I decided I'm just going to go uh, raise bulls, breed bulls on a pasture that I bought in Spain, not on Riganka, in Spain. And I have no interest in the mutant rose. Do whatever you want with the mutant rose bush that sings and kills people. Maybe if you could give me just a very nice bull. A beautiful, strong bull that'll be a starting point for me to breed beautiful bulls 
in Spain, far away from Riganco, where you can fuck it up. That's the subtext. And M. Bison is like, Vega, you're such a good employee. I value you so much. I love your visits to Riganca. Of course I'll have my evil scientists make a bowl for you. Of course I will. You wanted a big one, you say? Hmm, let me write that down. Vega wants a huge bowl. Very strong. Genetically engineered. I've got it. I can see it now. Go back to Spain, Vega. Wait for bowl delivery. I just know you're going to love this bowl. And nine months later, or whatever the gestation period for a bowl is, that's grown in a test tube, here comes Diablo, the smartest, deadliest, cruelest, most evil and dangerous, and incidentally, ugliest bull ever seen on the face of the earth. Vega hates it. If you were to use this thing for breeding, you'd only end up with more hideous bulls. But if you just keep it penned up and don't do anything with it, it's extremely strong and dangerous and smart. It's gonna get out, and when it gets out, it's gonna go not just on a regular bull rampage, but on like a cunning, crafty bull rampage. This thing is gonna be impossible to catch. It's gonna wreck your whole facility. The only option that remains, kill the bull. So Vega sends student after student after student at Diablo. But nobody can beat this bull. And the white elephant part of this is, Vega has no use for a training bull. He's way too powerful for it. He could kill Diablo, but it would make him look like the bad guy. I mean, they're all bad guys, but it would make him look like the bad guy in the situation. He asks Bison for a bull. Bison gives him a bull. Vega murders the bull. Vega is the one who looks churlish. Vega is the one who looks like a dickhead. And the next time he goes to M. Bison asking for funding for something, M. Bison's going to say, don't you have plenty of money, Vega? Obviously you do, since you could just afford to throw away mutant bulls. By the way, I really hope you enjoyed Diablo. The boys down in the evil lab put a lot of work into him. I hope you had a lot of fun stabbing him right in the head. That's no good. Vega, once again, he needs somebody else to kill the bull. So now the whole plan comes together. You pretend that some street fighters who are coming in for a tournament are spies who want to get Barachi back. You kidnap them and bring them to Santa Toro. You leak to them the information about where Barachi is and how he's going to be transferred to the helicopter or whatever to Mriganka. Then, once the street fighters have this information on how to rescue Barachi, you say, now I shall execute you by throwing you to fight this bull that I hate. Here, by the way, as an insult, here's a, a red cape that'll help you fight this bull that I hate. Vega, evil genius that he is, has enlisted the characters as unwitting pawns to both rescue Barachi, thereby screwing over M. Bison, and kill Diablo in a way that makes it look like Diablo was a bad gift, a weak-ass bull, rather than making Vega look petty and ungrateful. That's the secret behind this seemingly nonsensical plot. Vega wants the player characters to succeed, even if the player characters don't want the player characters to succeed. He'll knock them out, tie them up in a rope, and throw them into the plot if he has to. They're rescuing this fucking diplomat. There's still a little loose end for Vega to tie up here to make his plan come off perfectly, but we'll get to that. Join me next time as we take a closer look at Diablo and consider whether this may be a, a bridge too far in the rib campaign on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash revolutionvoid or at freemusicarchive.org 
slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power. <laughs>